it offends people when you call them a sinner. I totally understand that. We don't like to be accused of things that we don't believe are true. And when we are, we are immediately on the defensive. So we need to begin at square one. The Christian believes that all have sinned and fallen short of the superordinate standard of God's perfect righteousness. It's not that you're not a good person. That's not the issue here. The issue is that you're not good enough to stand before the perfect righteous standard by which you will one day be judged by God. Well, you ask, how do I know what this standard is? Simple. In this world, the manifestation of God's perfect righteousness is revealed in the scriptures through the law. And since the law of God can encompass a lot of different things, it is helpful that God boiled it down for us. To start with, he boiled it down to 10 simple statements. And then he reduced it even further to three requirements. And then he further reduced it down to two commands and finally down to one word. The 10 simple statements are known widely as the 10 commandments. Of course, the actual commandments themselves are not widely known. If you ask a dozen people to list the 10 commandments in order, you might find that maybe at best half of the people know a few of them, but very few could list them all. At the church that I pastor, we've actually been encouraging our church to memorize the Ten Commandments, which you actually can do pretty easily in just a few minutes with a little picture association game that you can find here at this link. But the commandments are fairly simple. You shall have no other gods. You shall not bow down to any idols. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. You shall honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. You shall honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder, commit adultery, nor steal, nor lie, nor covet. Not terribly difficult, but also not all-encompassing. The law of God is much bigger than just the Ten Commandments. These are sufficient, though, to reveal to us that we have sinned. They're just a small subset of the whole of the law that make it really easy for us to be able to see that we don't measure up. They're not easy for us to keep. None of us follow them perfect. That, in reality, is the point of the law, to show us how badly we square when we're judged by the perfect standard of God's righteousness. And this is just a small manifestation of his perfect righteousness. But again, as I mentioned, God reduced those 10 statements, the 10 commandments, down to three requirements through an Old Testament prophet named Micah, who wrote, He has shown you, O man, what is good and what the Lord does require of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So there you go. Three simple clauses. Do justly, or do what is right. Love mercy, which would imply be merciful to others. And then walk in humility, of course, with God, but also before people as well. So do what is right. That's what is in accordance with the Ten Commandments or in accordance with God's perfect righteous standard. Be merciful to those that do not do what is right and be humble as you are seeking to do right and fail at doing so. Simple, right? No. We all fail. We fail at the Ten Commandments. We fail at these three requirements. And again, that's the point. The law, whether it is the Ten Commandments or it is these three requirements, they are simple statements and they are simply super effective 
at revealing to us that we don't measure up. But to make it even more simple, God reduces those three requirements down to two. In the Gospels, we read that a religious expert in the law came to Jesus and tested him, asking him, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? To which Jesus answered in Matthew chapter 22, it says there in verse 37, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus said this very important truth. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So all of the law, the Ten Commandments and the much bigger subset or the much bigger uh, amount of what God's law is, all of the law is summed up in this. And all the prophets, like Micah, those three requirements are summed up. They hang upon these two statements. Love the Lord your God with all your being and love your neighbor as yourself. Do you do that perfectly? No, and neither do I. But God helps us to reduce this all down even further from 10 to 3 to 2 and then to just one word, a single statement around one word. The Apostle Paul in his New Testament letter to the Christians in the ancient region of Galatia writes, For all of the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then in his letter to the Romans, Paul restates it like this, Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. The manifestation of the superordinate righteousness of God is stated clearly. First in Ten Commandments, then in Three Requirements, then in Two Great Commands, and finally in One Word. And when you use this as the measuring line for your life and mine, you realize very quickly that you are a sinner because the Apostle John observed, whoever commits sin commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. So don't get offended if I say that you're a sinner. Am I saying anything that the scriptures do not say? No. All I'm saying is that you're not perfect and you haven't lived according to the perfect standard of God's righteousness and neither have I. It's not something to be offended by, it's something to confess, something to admit so that you can humbly recognize and realize this great truth of the gospel. Jesus was manifested to take away our sins. That's the good news and something to think about. We'll see you next time.